This is episode 36 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guests today are the founders of For Her Sports, Tisha Brea and Nikki B. Let's get it started. Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. Happy New Year to everyone out there. We're one week into 2019. Um, hope everyone's doing great. Hope everyone has had a great start to it. Before we uh, tee up the episode today, I did want to underscore something um, I read recently, and it's helped me kind of reshape my goals. Uh, some of you guys have listened through some of these before. know I'm very huge on goal setting, especially daily goals. Um, I have a couple very lofty goals I've put, you know, out in the uh, out in the distance there for the end of year to achieve. Um, but something I read from Melinda Gates, um, and go check it out on LinkedIn. You can find the article. But it was about picking a word of the year and using that word kind of as your north star or guidance um, as you make decisions and, and and those type of things throughout the year. So I'd thought about it, you know, really long and hard, and I said, you know what, my word of the year is focused. Because last year, man, I got distracted with a lot of things going on. Um, I got my hands in a lot of different pots. Maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have said no more. But I like to be involved in a lot of things. So, you know, it is what it is. It's what happened. Um, So that's why my word of the year is focused. Because I know some of the goals that I have, if I don't stay focused in some of those arenas, it's going to be very challenging to actually reach those goals. Um, So I would encourage everyone out there, like I said, the reason I wanted to mention this is, I know a lot of people do different goal setting. Some don't set goals at all. Maybe this is an opportunity to do something a little different at least um, and have those those kind of guide rails um, on a lot of your decisions and pick a word of the year. I'm excited to see kind of how this works out um, as I start making decisions throughout the year. And um, if you guys obviously, you know, pick a word of the year, please share with me. Um, you know, shoot me a note on Instagram at Brian Andreco and let me know. Be curious to kind of follow along on that journey with you this year and see how it's working and, and keep in touch. So with that, let's jump right into the episode today and my chat with the ladies of For Her Sports, Tisha Abrea and Nikki B. Um, you can find them online, ForHerSports.com or at ForHerSports on Instagram. And For, think of it in the golf vocabulary, F-O-R-E. Um, I'm not even going to do any really table setting for this. This is an awesome interview, extremely entertaining um, I was I was really interested to hear how you know their friendship turned into this partnership and how they've kind of managed that and we get into some neat stuff so I think you guys will absolutely enjoy this episode and my conversation so without further ado let's jump into my chat with Tisha and Nikki B let's get it started Nikki Tisha welcome to the podcast thanks for joining today of course thanks, thanks for having us <laughs> yeah this is kind of cool so again first time having two guests on. Uh, Nikki, obviously, first time being on here. We have a returning champ, Tisha, um, from episode <laughs> 17 fame um, coming back. So that's kind of cool to have you back, Tisha. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, let's start here just so and maybe it just kind of level sets everything from the beginning. I mean, we'll do some different stuff today in this conversation. But why don't, um, Nikki, maybe I'll start with you. Um, maybe 15, 20 seconds for the audience, just kind of some of the things you're involved with, you know, today um, and kind of in real time that you're you're doing um, throughout the day, um, things you're excited about, et cetera, 15, 20 seconds, and then we'll kind of dive into stuff with Tish as well. Yeah, well, basically, my name is Nikki. I have a blog called NikkiBGolf.com. That's kind of how I got my start in all things blogging and influencing and everything in between hosting. And um, Tish and I were recently on a show called Shotmakers together, but we kind of grew together as these female golf influencers. And um, Tish and I have a super big passion for growing women's golf. So now um, we were a part of a different organization, but now we kind of branched off and now we are starting our own organization, our own company called For Her Sports. And we're super excited about it. Um, So yeah, it's kind of a lot of blogging, a lot of uh, influencing, creating content all the time, um, you know, and working with different sponsors and really just trying to get more women into the game. Tish, anything to add to that? Some of the stuff I know, again, some of the folks that have been listening to this a lot, you know, probably know you or have listened to to the episode you were on where we went deep into your past and some of the things you're doing, but anything to add in terms of different things you're doing now that, you know, maybe in 2018? 
Um, I mean, uh, basically for, uh, you know, for the upcoming new year, it's, it's really a lot of it, the focus, just like Nick was saying, is going to be on our company and we're really, really excited to get into it and, and launch a few things. And so, yeah, but that's that, nothing, nothing crazy new besides what we've already uh, mentioned before. So okay. same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start here. I want to start where, how, how did you guys meet for the first time? Oh, this is a oh, fun story. We <laughs> love this tell story. It? <laughs> Go for it, Nick. You got it. Okay. Well, basically, we went on a trip uh, to Scottsdale, Arizona, and there was, I believe, nine of us total girls. Um, there was like nine female golf influencers. That's really when the whole like female golf influencer scene kind of rose up when golf on social media was starting to get really big. And so we went on this trip and we were all staying in a house together in Scottsdale, Arizona. We were going to golf. Um, it, it was going to be a really fun time. And we just, the whole point of it was to prove that even though we were female, we're just as good as the guys. And, you know, our games are awesome and just really connect with each other on a deeper level and show women how awesome the game of golf is. So there was um, one time when we were out by the pool and there was this table out in the backyard and we were moving it. I don't even remember the reason why we were moving it, but Tisha goes and she starts moving the table and unbeknownst to her, <laughs> the top of the table, it's like this concrete slab, like this thick, thick concrete top, and it's not attached to the table. And so she starts moving it. And as she moves it, the concrete like starts falling down and she didn't want it to break. Cause obviously we're at an Airbnb. It's not our house. We don't want to break anything. <laughs> we don't want to get charged. And so instead of just, you know, dropping it and running out of the way, she tries to gently set it down, but by gently setting it down, it ended up smushing all her, like the ends of her fingertips. And so it was um, pretty crazy because then she was fine and she kept saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, but obviously she was like, it really, it really, really hurts. So we all go into the kitchen and we're trying to like, you know, get her ice for her fingers. Um, and there actually, I don't think there was any ice. So then we're like, crap. So then we had to run her fingers under like really cold water. We're just trying to do anything we can to help alleviate the situation. And um, all of a sudden she's standing at the sink with her fingers under the water. And I think her body kind of just went into shock and she, no joke, passes out. She just falls and kind of like falls like into I my the floor. Yeah. So like we, me, and I believe it was Kenzie, we rush over, grab her and we like set her down on the couch. We're like, you know, propping her head up, propping her legs up, trying to figure out what to do to her. I, I'm like looking for a banana. Cause I think that potassium helps you when you pass out. That's just what I've heard. So I end up grabbing, we couldn't find any bananas. So I grabbed these tangerines. I'm like feeding her these cuties, <laughs> trying to get some sugar, like back into her system and like wake her up. Finally, she, cause she was out of it. She was like mumbling the, the craziest things, uh, <laughs> telling us not to call the ambulance. Cause you know, she doesn't want to, a $2,000 bill. So um, we end up getting her back to life, but her fingers are just like crushed. And finally um, she comes back to it. But the whole reason for that story is because in that moment, you know, really me and Kenzie were like kind of the two to really take care of her. Um, and she just knew in that moment that like, you know, we're going to be homies. Like me and this girl are our <laughs> friends because we kind of like, you know, were her Florence Nightingale and saved her. Um, but that was our, yeah, our very long version of how we met. And it kind of, we just, you know, hit it off ever since then. <laughs> That's really neat. Crazy. So I'm, I'm going to put you guys <laughs> on the spot here for a little fun. What's yeah. one, and you gotta, you gotta say this about the other person. Okay. What's oh, okay. one like quirky or fun or maybe off the wall thing the other person does doesn't have to be or it gets on your nerves could be something really <laughs> fun as well um but i'm curious you, what uh, okay. you guys would think okay um okay i'll go i'll think, I'll think <laughs> um okay quirky well one i don't think people realize that nick is a really good dancer <laughs> like she can she can like totally keep up with me like on the dance floor like when we both hit it we hit it and she can she just sometimes has her own moment where she's in her own world and I just like let her be and it's like the greatest thing ever like I should really record that often um so that's one and two it's not quirky but it's just like one of her habits and because we just room together all the time and we're so used to like sleeping together and whatnot and it's so funny because every time we travel, no matter what hotel we're in or where we are or how long we stay, she always makes the hotel feel like home. Like she will set everything up as if it's her house. 
like the kitchen will be set, her snacks will be set up in the fridge, her makeup will be set, her clothes will be set, put in the closet using all the drawers. Like it's just like it, a thing. It's a thing she does. And so not quirky, but just like it's her thing. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I like keep my stuff left in my luggage as much as possible. So I don't have to pack it all <laughs> whenever I go somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, that's like the first two things that come to mind. That is so funny, Tish. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I definitely, I just like to make wherever I go, because we travel all the time. And it's so hard to, you know, get back into your routine. Like when you travel, you just get so thrown off from your routine. So anything that can help me uh, make like, you know, make it feel that I'm at home. I don't know. So yeah, I guess I always do. She pointed that out to me last time we traveled together. So that's super funny. But (laughs) Uh, for Tisha, two things that she does. I don't know if she'll let me share the last one. She might, but anyway, <laughs> it's not oh bad. Um, the first one is if you guys saw her on Instagram, you know, she has an obsession with the sour gummies at Starbucks and she specifically <laughs> likes two colors. So she will search through all the sour gummy packets to make sure that they have, I forget what colors it is. It's like the, the green and the yellow. Is it those, those ones? It's um, green and pink. Green and pink. Good. So she makes she makes sure that she, whatever grab or whatever packet she grabs, it has the most green and pink sour gummies. And every time we go to Starbucks, she has to get it. So that's um, a quirk about her. And then, and like they're not even that good to be honest. Sorry, Starbucks. <laughs> and, and then the second thing is Tisha. Can I tell them what you sleep with every night? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, fine. It's the, oh cutest, it's the cutest thing. She has this like little stuffed animal heart. It's not an animal, like a, this little, like, I don't know what you call it. Um, And it's not a beanie baby. It's like the other one. I guess it was like a pushkin or something. Is that what it's called, Tisha? Um, But she sleeps it with it every night because it means so, so much to her. And I just think it's the cutest thing ever. And I know if we ever lost it while traveling, like the world would come to an end. So I just know that I need to keep an eye on that thing at all times or else, or else it's going to get bad very quickly. So luckily we have not lost it yet. (laughs) That's pretty hilarious. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting us. Why, why is that so important to you? Can I ask? Yeah. I mean, um, so this little heart thing, it's, um, it, my dad gave it to me when I was nine years old on Valentine's day, long story short, I had this huge crush on this boy and I had just been denied by him back in the day. And, um, I really loved this toy when I was out in the mall with my dad and I, I asked him if he would get it, to, get it for me. And so he bought it and he said, I just want you to know that no boy will ever love you as much as I do. And he gave me it. And for whatever reason, that was like really the only stuffed animal my dad has ever given me. He's always given me sports and was always a contribution to my golf game, but that was like a toy that he got me. And for whatever reason, I have not let it go. Like legitimately every night, it has to be in my backpack, in my backpack, or at least in the bed with me. I try to be subtle about it with Nikki. I'm totally comfortable about it. I'll even, I'll even tell her like, have you seen heart? Like I'll go into panic mode. And, and um, yeah, I just haven't let it go. And when you see it, it's like a totally beat up doll. Like it's losing all its fur, <laughs> but like, I literally, whoever I marry, God send, they're going to have to just be okay with this because <laughs> it's not going anywhere. No, that's really neat. I'm glad there's some, there's some sentimental uh, value there. Um, well, that's ever, there's no really easy transition from that. <laughs> but, the, um, but actually, you know, one of the things I want to talk about the all, because, you know, and, and Tisha, you and I talked about this in the past, you know, just when I came across you guys um, from an influencer standpoint and some of the things you're doing online, you know, putting yourself out there is difficult and, you know, sharing your story, sharing not only not secrets so much, but sharing things that are important to you. I um, mean, how you are, you know, Tish with your dance moves there, which are good, but you know, your dancing <laughs> stuff and all that, you know, like, like obviously you have to Thank step you. out of your comfort zone there. So can you all talk Thank about you. that? Maybe each of you, you know, take your own spin on it, but in terms of the first time stepping out of your comfort zone and uh, kind of being an influencer online, what that was about, what was the reaction to it? Just kind of curious your thoughts uh, t- to begin there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's definitely, 
hard, like you said. It's I think it takes um, I wouldn't even say a lot of confidence because here's the thing. When I was younger, I did not have confidence and I always worried about, you know, what people thought of me. And still to this day, I would be lying if I said I didn't. I definitely still, you know, wonder what people think about me and worry about, you know, what they're going to say if I post something. Um, but it's really I really came into my own in college and really just built that confidence to say, you know what, I'm scared of what people are going to say, but screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. And I think that's the attitude you have to have because no one's ever like fully 100% confident and doesn't care what anyone ever thinks of them. You know, we all have that self-doubt sometimes. So it's really just having the confidence to say, you know what, people may say whatever they're going to say, but I'm going to do it anyway, because this is me and I love who I am. So it really, um, I think it just takes the whole, you know, I don't care factor um, to post what we post online and share, you know, everything about ourselves. And I think also for me too, I always knew that I wanted to um, just like help people or like be on camera in some sort of way and not in like a, I want to be famous way, but in a, I really want to make a difference in people's lives and I really want to influence them. So when the whole influencer thing started, um, I think I was just naturally drawn to it because I really just wanted to, you know, make my mark in the world and and make a difference um, somehow, some way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Basically, what Nick said, it's it's really just about. It's not. I mean, like everyone, not we we all have our insecurities. We all have like something that we're not okay with. But it is definitely a matter of. I, I just don't care what anyone's gonna say, or I want to show the real me, no matter what happens. I mean. I'll never forget like the the first dancing video I put out. I specifically remember discussing with my um, little sis uh, at the time, like, oh, like this is not something that's normal. Like you don't do this on a golf course. Like golf is like really proper and everything. And and she was the one who told me actually, like, but this is what you do. Like you love dancing and you love golfing. Like who cares? You're on the golf course. And I was like, you know what? That's 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 true. Why why not? And and she was like, it's going to show your personality. Like, why not? Golf needs more personality. And that was literally the start of it. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's just put it up there. Like, I'm literally always dancing on the golf course as is. It just happened to be the first time we caught it on camera. And it was like a really like in the moment type thing too. And then like, lo and behold, now I'm the dancing golfer. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a matter of just not being afraid to really do what you love, show what you love. And just kind of like, I just, I, I don't give up F like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, that's where the magic happens. You know, I talk with a lot of folks and even see this myself, like, you know, stepping out of the comfort, if you stay in the comfort zone and yeah, it's warm and, and, and fuzzy in there, but the, uh, at the end of the day, it's, you can't, you can't explore new opportunities. They don't really happen um, if you don't put yourself out there. So obviously both of you guys are doing a great job with that. And, and curious to, to know from a content creation standpoint, which you guys both do very well with that talk through about that process there. And is some of it, I know some of, some of it's organic, you know, Tish, people keep walking in front of the camera every time you're working out, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, tell me a little about the content creation you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but especially when Nick and I are, are together, I, as I, obviously we, we love to be organic. We're very, we, we, I truly believe that Nick and I especially are, are good at being really authentic with our emotions, our personality and the things that we do. But um, when it comes to whenever we are actual influencers for events, we do plan out like, okay, this is our plan of attack. This is the angles. This is the kind of content we want. This is the emotions we want to get out of someone else and everything. And there's actually a lot more to it, I think, than people think. Like Nick and I are like, I think, I truly believe that we're, we're, we're strong content creators because we think of it all like we we there, there's just a lot more to videos and and to portraying a message than meets the eye right yeah and to tisha's point the thing about content creation with anything that we do we really are aiming to either inspire educate or entertain people and if we're not yeah. doing any of those three things then we might as well not be doing what we're doing but i think that's why we are in this position because we do a good job of you know either inspiring educating or entertaining and it's really just you know like inviting them in and 
just trying to come up with creative ideas to whether it is sponsored, you know, sponsored products or sponsored ads, um, or it's just when Tish and I are together, just goofing off. Um, but yeah, really. it's, yeah, it's just us always, you know, inviting people in and and sharing everything that we do. But it, it there is a lot of of work that goes into it because you can't just post anything you want to, and it's a lot of trial and error. Tish and I will figure out, you know, some things work and some things don't. And so it's really just trying to figure out like what's actually going to get people's attention and what's not. And it's, you know, either good or bad. Cause I think it's, um, if you're not, if the people don't love you or hate you, then you're doing something wrong. So, um, okay. you know, definitely it's okay if we get, you know, hate out there because at least, you know, people are watching and saying something. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask a couple of kind of random questions and, and to, to each of y'all. Tisha, one thing I was wondering actually, and, and I've never asked this to anyone, I haven't done any research, but you I've seen you do like the mm-hmm. is that the cryotherapy or whatever, you get in the cold chamber or something. Yeah. Yeah. What, what does that uh-huh. do for you? What's the what's the benefit of that? <laughs> um, I am literally on a high with cryotherapy. I, I literally spent it was so funny. When I was last with Nick, I think I like spent 30 minutes to an hour just talking about how great it was. And she was like, Okay, I'll look for one. Um so this cryotherapy place um, actually partners up with my gym and that's how I got connected with them. And basically cryotherapy is where you're put in that tank and you're, you're put in an atmosphere where nitrogen air is blown at you at literally below 250 degrees. It's a surface area freeze. It's, it freezes the top of your skin. It doesn't actually sink in like an ice bath would. And you can actually go about your day normally after your session, you're in there for three minutes um, your body literally goes into a fight or flight mode and all the circulation works back into the big parts of your body, like to your heart and to your torso. And uh, I knew wear gloves, you wear socks so that you don't get like a frostbite in those three minutes. And because your body goes into a fight or flight, you actually burn a lot of calories in that three minute session, like 300 to 600 calories. And when you put your body into that kind of frozen mode, you're actually helping um, relieve inflammation to a much faster and a much higher degree. It's just a, a faster and more um, advanced form of healing. And so whenever you're actually injured, this is one of the best things you can do for yourself and the quickest way too. Um, and so that's why I do it. Like whenever your body's inflamed, even just like if your body's sore from workouts, this is one of the best like natural healing methods as opposed to, as opposed to taking some kind of supplement or anything like that. And so that's one of my routines I do um, a couple of times a week after a workout. So, yeah. Um, and while we're on that, I guess, and, and for both of y'all, <laughs> let's talk about routines for um, for a bit. What are some things that you guys each do? Um, you know, maybe it's every day, maybe it's not every day, but it's something you try to stay consistent with. Are there certain things like reading at a certain time or meditation, anything like that, that you guys do consistently on a day-in-a-day out basis that's important for y'all to stay um, kind of, I guess, focused. Oh my gosh. Well, Tish and I, it's so funny you bring this up because Tish and I, I think pretty much have the same routine nowadays. And it's because of the mastermind that we went to. So another fellow golfer, Christina LaCure, she actually, um, had a mastermind this past year. And at the kickoff retreat, we learned a lot about routines. So now I'm pretty sure Tish, and you can correct me if your routine's a little bit different, but Basically, we get up. I usually get up around 6.15 in the morning. Um, When I get up, I do my journaling and my reading. So I have like a question a day book. And so it's like over a five-year period. So every day I get asked the same question. So it's going to be kind of fun to look back on it and see, you know, how I've evolved over five years. And then I also have just a journal. It's really like a fitness journal, but I use it more so for just like actual journaling. And I actually write my mantras every single day. Um, And I'll actually share some of my mantras. It's, um, and I got this from actually Lori and Chris Harder. They say, um, I am happier, healthier, wealthier. And, and I say, so I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, and stronger than I was yesterday. And then after that, I write, I'm the most positive person I know. And then I write a couple of like money and abundance mantras in there as well. And then I also just detail like, you know, my workouts for the day, my, what I've been eating, things like that. Um, and then I have like a, a book. It's like one Bible verse a day. I read that as well. Um, and then I get up and I make my bed. <laughs> usually I don't because um, actually, yeah, I do. I think my my husband's usually out the door by that time. So usually I make my bed and then I go to my workout and I come back, you know, shower, do my thing. And I'm like pretty much good to go for the day and make sure I eat before I do anything. Um, but yeah, and it's just, especially to the making the bed part, I really feel like it's something that sets the day because it makes you... Um, 
it makes your habits like, I guess more, it, it just makes them better. It instills that routine um, into your system. And I like, it really just like sets me up for the day, my journaling and my reading and then making my bed. And, and of course, working out too. I, I actually started working out again in the morning. Um, I was going at night, but then there'd be times where I would skip it because I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired to go. I'll just go tomorrow. But <laughs> if you just get it done first thing uh, in the day, it really, um, then, you, you know, you have no excuse to to not go. So that's what I do. And I think kind of does a similar routine. Yeah, basically. I mean, Nick is actually, Nick has actually been way more religious about her routine, even I think prior to Mastermind. And it wasn't until Mastermind that I finally got my butt like getting on it and doing it. But um, it's been really, really cool. And I think very healthy for me, um, you know, just, you know, personally, like it was, it's really, it, it, people don't realize that having a morning routine or having a routine in general really helps like yourself. And it really is a good form of self growth. And it's extremely hard with what me and Nick do because we're always traveling. So it's really important. And we both know it, like we don't actually verbalize it, but when we go home, it's just kind of like a no, a known thing that we go back to our routine. And Nick and I don't usually actually speak. Like we may, we may actually throw a couple messages of what we'll talk about in the day. Like Nick will always wake up a little earlier than me. She'll wake up around 6.15, 6.30. I might get a text from her that time. She knows she won't hear from me till maybe 7, 7.30. And then we'll go about a day and then we'll reconnect at around 11 or noon. And that's, and that's because we both need to go through our morning routine. And so for me, um, anytime I'm home, I try to hit the gym every single day I'm home as much as possible. Occasionally, I'll have to bring my brothers to school and be on like minor mom duties. But if not, I go to the gym, I'll hit cryo, then I'll have breakfast. And then if I have, and I'll, I'll always make my bed in the morning. Sometimes I go into panic mode. Nick knows this, that even when we're in the <laughs> hotel room, I'll suddenly quick fix the bed just to make it like semi-presentable and then we'll run out. Um, that's like one of the, the, the starting points of the day. But yeah, fix the bed, work out, cryo if I can, um, eat and have a meal and then I hop on phone calls and then journaling to me just kind of it's essential to me to do it at some point every day I do the same thing I do a Q&A book um, for me as an individual and and then I'll my journal I just kind of throw in my thoughts I'll throw in my feelings and I'll, it's also my planner so um, I write um, my notes and what I and my to-do list and whatnot and then 11 or 12 hits then Nick and I get back together and we'll usually hop on the phone we basically talk like every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, the one thing too, yeah. yeah, the one thing too, we are actually pretty good when we travel at sticking to our routines. Um, Tish and I, especially when we stay together, like we know in the morning, like we really don't speak that much. We'll actually like kind of do our journaling and like we, we definitely make our bed and like we try to go work out in the morning. We definitely try to stick to our routine as much as possible when we're traveling. And then the thing too, that's important for us since we do you know, work for ourselves, I think it helps us stick to a routine and actually get work done in the day. And I think it like helps reduce anxiety because if we didn't have a routine or some sort of structure, I think we would probably go crazy and not know what to do next, but it really helps us figure out like, and just like get into that zone of like, okay, I've done my morning routine. Like now it's the first thing I need to attack today. So for us, it helps instill some sort of structure and some sort of schedule for us, considering that yeah. we don't really have that typical nine to five um, schedule. I agree. Nikki, can you share, um, I wanted you to chat a little bit about the uh, the podcast that, that you, you host a little bit, the Play Like a Girl podcast, if you don't mind, because I think it's something where obviously we're on a podcast now, but um, <laughs> you know I, I think you guys do a great job. It's you know obviously a certain niche that you're you're into. Um, I've listened to actually a couple episodes. I think you guys do very well. So I'm just curious your thoughts about it. how did you get involved with that? Uh, what are some things you like about it and and kind of excited about? Yeah, I mean I absolutely love podcasting. I have been listening to podcasts prior to. Uh, creating one. So it was it was really fun. But there's a company here um, that's owned by CBS called Max Preps, and they focus on high school sports. They're basically a high school sports media company. And so through them, I actually um, am good friends with a lot of people that work there because it's in my hometown. And we kind of uh, realized that we were both trying to do the same thing. So they didn't realize that I was really trying to kind of shift into the woman's space and really growing, not just women's golf, but also with Tish and I, with for her sports, we're really trying to help all women's sports. So 
they uh, we kind of like came together and they they were actually trying to build their female audience. So it was kind of just a natural fit. And we created this podcast together. And so we recorded out of the Max Prep studio um, in my hometown. It's uh, just outside of Sacramento. And yeah, I absolutely love it. I think there's nothing better than trying or, you know, if I can help like one young female athlete, I feel like I've done my job. And I think for me, and I know Tisha too, like we would have loved to have like someone to talk to, look up to, to figure out if like everything we're doing is, you know, taking us down the right path and just knowing that we're not alone in certain situations. And so for me, like being able to interview guests who share stories, like I had someone come on the podcast and she's actually a dating coach now, um, but she was a competitive ice skater, but she scared, she shared a story about bullying, how she was bullied very badly in middle school. And I just thought that that was so powerful. And then um, another podcast that's coming out, I think in um, a couple weeks is with a wrestler. She wrestles for team USA and she shared her story about having an eating disorder and how her and her friends like went to the bathroom and they like all were like throwing up together and they thought it was funny at the time. And now she looks back and she's like, I now know how horrible that is for my body. And I hope that, you know, she said in the podcast, I hope that this can help just one girl who's going through it. So the fact that these very serious issues are being covered on this podcast really just um, warms my heart because I know girls are struggling. You know, it's one thing to be a female and in those awkward teenage years. And it's another when you have, an, you know, being an athlete thrown on top of it. So I think, um, yeah, it's just something that I'm super passionate about and just really helping those those young female athletes in any possible way I can. Yeah, and so let's talk a little about the the for her sports. Then, um, wh- where did that originate? That idea from? Where do we originate the idea? Gosh, I haven't even. Well, I mean, Tish on. and I, Tish and I were, you know, working together with a different organization, and we really just while we were there, we really realized that there was. Um, more that we could do. There was more that we could help because, you know, we had been traveling to a couple of the LPGA tour tournaments. We had been working, you know, one-on-one with some younger female athletes. We um, golf, uh, Tish and I actually golf with a lot of like beginner um, females who are just like learning to how to, how to play the game and wanting to learn and like get better and wanting to improve. So with all of that, that we have been experiencing for the past two years, we just realized that we could go off on our own and really create something special and really hit all of these target audiences. So it's about really just leveling out the playing field, one, for a woman in business, so women who want to learn how to golf, because we know, like we've seen it with our friends, we've seen it with ourselves, how much golf gets you ahead in the game. And, you know, there's so many guys out in the business world that go and make deals on the golf course. And the women kind of get left out because they don't know how to play and they're intimidated. So how can we help teach them um, how to play golf. So there's that aspect of it. And there's also, um, you know, helping the LPGA, like why aren't the LPGA, you know, golfers getting paid as much as the men? And like, how do we change that? Like, what do we need to do in order to get people more excited about women's golf? Um, So there's, there's just like a lot of different things that we realized we can make our mark. And with, um, with for her sports, it was originally just going to be golf. But then I think through my podcast and Tisha knows a lot of other athletes as well. We were just like, there's, you know, there's an opportunity for us to not just do golf, but also all other sports. So we're going to start in golf because that's what we know best, but eventually we'd like to branch out into other sports. So really this year is about building our um, team of ambassadors and um, trying to, you know, set us up for 2020 to expand in a couple more sports. But um, our whole focus before her sports is really uh, leveling out the playing field and doing that through again, what we talk about with our content is inspiration, education, but the third one is going to be connection because, you know, it's power in numbers. How do we actually, how do we actually physically connect all of these women together? Um, Because I think it's one thing to, you know, teach them how to golf, but okay, if they don't have anyone else to golf with, what's really the point? So um, yeah, that's kind of what we're, our focus on is with For Her Sports and kind of how it all came about. Yeah, and, and to add to that, too, I mean, um, like the name itself, I mean, basically, it speaks for itself. When we were coming up with the name, we were like banging our heads against the wall thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is actually quite hard to to think of your own name. And then finally, we knew we wanted to do a play on words with a golf term. And I think it's important that even though we intend to expand to more sports, we would like other sports to know that 
for her derives from a golf brand or a golf home base. So hence the E in the four. And then really just like the name itself, when we, when me and Nick think of exactly what we're passionate about, it's we're doing it for her. It's for the women. It's for her. And so um, I think with the name saying it is saying or being just what it is, it, it reminds us like every time we say our company name, what exactly we're doing it for. So what are some of the goals in the, in the coming year or two you guys are, maybe, maybe you can share, maybe you can't, um, I don't know, but what are some of the things that you guys are excited about um, going forward? Yeah, I think we can share a little bit. So we do have so. plans of creating an online course. So we're actually, we did all the filming for it and um, we're kind of soft launching it, I guess. So just, you know, mentioning it on our personal profiles. And when we do podcasts, mentioning that we're doing online courses, um, we hope to also turn it into a membership at some point, but we will in the early year. We don't know exactly the launch date quite yet, but we're going to be um, doing an online course and it's going to be really cool. It's going to be an eight week course and there's probably going to be um, also some uh, like uh, availability to like chat with Tish and I um, through like live calls and stuff. So we're really, really excited for that. That's going to be our first like in first instructional series. Um, and then after that, it's going to really like trying to figure out what our schedule is and going out to a lot of the PGA tour and LPGA tour tournaments and doing um, not just social media takeovers, but also like hosting clinics or really just trying to interact with the, um, with the women that attend these events. Um, so we're really trying to figure that out. Um, we even are kind of talking about doing a college tour um, in order to hit that younger female audience, the high school and college girls. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are kind of the things that are in the works right now that we are very, very excited about. And then of course, like I said, building um, like our team of ambassadors, not just for golf, but for other sports as well. Tish, anything to add on that? Or was that, was that a good summary? That, that was basically a really good summary. I'm afraid if I say more, I'm going to give way too much. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> no, share more, share more. Um, okay. Um, so g give me some ideas. Obviously, you know, trying to influence um, and build a community and those type of things. What advice from things you guys have either been through or been exposed to? What advice? So let's say there's a young, young girl that's listening, or maybe it's a, a parent of a young um, girl that's listening, what advice would you give them? It could be around business. It could be around athletics. It could just be in general. Just kind of curious, anything you would share to to that you know demographic? Mm. I, I think for me, mine would be you don't have to have it all figured out and no one has it all figured out. Um, I think the one thing I always thought like, okay, when I hit 20 years, 20 years old, things are gonna be great. And I'm going to know what I want to do and things are going to be awesome. But then I got to 20. I'm like, okay, I still don't know exactly what it is I want to do. <laughs> um, so I think it's just knowing and owning that like, you're okay. Um, as long, and I would recommend this to anyone go after your passions, go with what your heart desires, because you know, we only have one life to live and you might as well make it a good one. And you might as well wake up every single day um, wanting, you know, being excited about what you do. The other thing, and I love the name of this podcast because it's like, just get started. So that kind of goes along with the whole, like, you don't have to have it all figured out. I mean, just get started, just do it. I mean, Tish and I, to be quite honest, like we don't have it all figured out in this business quite yet, but we're going to make it work. And we're, we don't want to wait until we like, oh my gosh, okay. You know, we have everything all figured out and now let's start it. It's like, no, we have mm -hmm. to, we have to just do it. This is where our passion lies and we will kind of figure it out along the way. We have a vision, we have an end goal. So just get started and just do it. <laughs> Literally just that. I mean, for me, I think if I was to give any advice besides encouraging the game of golf into um, another young girl's life, because I truly do believe that golf really just moves you forward in life and will just, and it will just always be a tool that you can use literally until, until your last breath, you can keep on <laughs> golfing. I would encourage um, young girls, especially to just literally follow what your passion is, figure out what your passion is, and then make your passion a reality. And I think that's why I'm truthfully like so blessed to have found a partner and best friend being Nikki to have that same quality and to have that same dream as me. It's, 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 I can't even explain the feeling. There's just so much love there and so much cohesion there that even on days where I question myself and my passion, I have her to lean on and vice versa. And, and it's really a special thing when you find someone that has that drive. And so I would encourage young girls to literally fight for whatever they truly believe in and 
like Nick said, you literally only have one life to live. Why would you not give this a shot if this is the only life you have to live, right? So there's just no other way to do it. Yeah, just real quick, bouncing off of what Tisha said about how we have each other to kind of hold each other accountable and remind each other of, of everything we have accomplished and know that, you know, we are have such a, you know, a bright future ahead of us, I think is really finding your tribe. I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that lift you up. Um, because I know Tish and I, we definitely lift each other up, but there's been people in our lives who haven't, and it's okay to, you know, end those friendships or just have them at an arm's length, but, um, definitely have, find your inner circle that really, um, just, just supports you in whatever you want to do and, and helps you get towards your goal. Even if it seems absolutely crazy, um, you need those people who will support you and fight for you no matter what. And on that note, I was going to ask, how how do you all work so well together? I know a lot of business partnerships dissolve over time and, and there's a lot of feuding and those type of things. I hear that a lot. How have you guys worked so well together? Uh, maybe you can share a little bit about that or maybe some you know, helpful tips for other folks that has worked for you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, I'll go first. I, I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I don't think we've ever been asked that. I think well, firstly, I think the, the first thing that obviously connected us is that we've shared the same vision, we shared the same goal, um, which was one thing. And like, to be honest, I think Nick and I just really uh, clicked off the bat. And like, we always joke and tell other people like, the vanilla to my mocha, the yin to my yang, but for real, like Nick really is that to me, even down to like the skin color, like, <laughs> like legit, we, like she will literally be the other half. Like we share the same walls, we share the same goals, we share the same vision, we have the same beliefs, but yet she, she literally has what I, what I don't like, and, and it's great. And I learned from her in so many ways. And along with that, just having that initial really good connection, like I think our friendship is, it's still technically fairly new. It's been maybe two, three years now, but I think that we're really good at um, communicating. I mean, not by all Mm -hmm. means, by no means does you as a business partner have to speak to your other business partner every single day. Um, We just happen to, um, but we share that friendship. And I think that communication is huge. And like, it hasn't always been like, you know, rainbows and, and butterflies every time. Like we both have gone through, you know, turmoils and hardships and stresses that have just been really difficult personally. But I think just having that open communication with one another has helped us extremely um, throughout this process. Like I just don't, this is not a friendship or partnership that I see dying anytime soon. Like Nick mm-hmm. is stuck with me. So. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. The honest and transparent communication is absolutely key. Um, and it doesn't mean like, you don't have to share everything, but like, if something's bothering you speak up, if you're excited for them, speak up, like just the open and honest communication is very, very important. And then also to her point about really us sharing like the same morals and beliefs and values. I think that goes with any relationship. Like if you're, you guys can be completely different people. Like, you know, one can be introverted, one can be extroverted, um, all things like that, whatever it may be personality wise, you could have different personalities, but at the core, I really believe that your, your beliefs and your morals and your values, and especially for your company should all align. If they're not aligning right off the bat, if you have two different visions for a company, it's most likely not going to work. So you really have to be um, very similar when it comes to your beliefs and morals and values, not just in business, but in life in general as well. Um, and then, yeah, with the communication, Tish and I really, um, we always go to each other for things that are happening um, in our lives. And I think a lot, we've been through a lot of things together, but we're always uh, willing to share it with one another, even if we're kind of scared to tell the other person, like we, I think that's just really has helped us in our relationship. So that's why I think we're able to carry a friendship as well as a business relationship and, and knowing to when to talk about business and then when to give it a rest mm-hmm. and just be friends. <laughs> yes, Totally. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, that literally what Nick was saying, I, I, I don't know how we do it. I think it just comes natural to us both, but we do both really know when. I think we're really good at knowing when to speak as a friend and when to speak as a business. And like it's and it's really important too. Like this is one of the things that we had to learn through the mastermind. And it was my question to one of our speakers is how do you balance a partnership between being business partners and friendship? And, and there were periods in Nick and I's friendship too, where literally we only called because of business. And, and I think that that too can cause 
little problems that's like you have to like give little updates or little life updates and that's I think what was important that's what's important to me and Nick's relationship by no means does it have to be everyone else's but it's important to me and Nick because that was how we started because we connected as friends and then saw that we were business partners we could be business partners and so it's important for us to find that balance. That's that's really awesome and I'm glad you guys have, have found that because um, that's really unique and, and important obviously. I have, so I, I got to ask some, a golf thing recent, just cause, you know, as a former PJ professional golf is kind of at my core. So I have to ask what is um, each of y'all favorite, favorite course you've ever played and the mm-hmm. one that you haven't played yet that you're eager to tee it up on. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. I know my favorite course. I have to say it because it's amazing, but I got to play Cypress point. So that was really freaking cool. And the best part about it was not, is it just like an amazing golf course and so pristine and just beautiful, but I also got to play, it was with my dad and then another father daughter. So it was just, and we were the first tea time in the morning. So like there was still all the dew on the grass and like the sun was rising. It was almost magical. Um, so that was definitely my favorite round. Um, golf course that I haven't played yet that I want to play. Um, I I would say anything back East, like there's so many good courses in New York and like over in that area that I haven't played yet that I would love to play. I haven't really gotten much chance to play back East. So, I mean, really any of them, I mean, I guess Augusta, can I say Augusta? I think that's on everyone's bucket list. I I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, uh, that's probably, yeah, my number one bucket list (laughs) golf course. Yeah, I would honestly say the same thing that Augusta would just be the bucket list. Like, I mean, Nick and I were very fortunate to even be on the golf course over there together. It was so cool. Um, but to be able to hit a shot out there, um, even like a little par three course would be such a dream uh, for me. Um, trying to think of a course that is uh, that I've played that is just like my absolute favorite. Um, I don't know. I, I literally am like blanking right now. I can't think of a, a course that has really really um stuck out to me at the moment um you'll have to just hit me back with that one i uh yeah i can't, okay. I can't that's fine you've played so many good yeah. ones it's hard to, it's hard yeah, to I, I have played so many good ones uh yeah but just haven't i cannot pick a favorite right now because there's been so many great ones and i would put it i would probably put a gust on my list i haven't played so the three <laughs> of us we'll get we'll get tiger to pop he'll uh he'll be the member <laughs> yes we'll make that happen so um Perfect. all right so so if we if we pegged it today who's gonna win between two, the both of y'all oh tisha 100 <laughs> percent. i i will say like here's the thing i'm a great range player and i think honestly that has to do with why i won shot makers because here's the thing my accuracy on the range is like just like top notch I just pipe it stripe it every time but when I get out on the golf course I just blow up like I will have my whole issue is I'll be I'll be like like to par and then I'll just have like three blow up holes that just ruin my score so I definitely and Tish is a little bit more consistent than actually a lot more consistent than me uh she doesn't really have any blow up holes so I think definitely Tish would win (laughs) well that's good Tish I'm assuming you're accepting that answer I will accept that answer. I mean, Nick won shot makers, so let's give her, she completely owned that. She like crushed it out there. She literally hit all like the smallest targets when it mattered most. And so um, for that, she will always, she like, she really is a great range player. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a win when, when, when I get one. So I'll accept that. <laughs> are they doing a shot makers too? Are they, are they having a, a, a next season? I think there's talks of doing one, but I'm not sure if anything's set in stone quite yet. And I yeah. know they kind of mentioned doing it a little bit differently this time. So I'm not sure, but we're, we're pulling for it. We hope that there is a shot maker season two. Yeah. If, yeah. If anyone listening haven't got out to a top golf. I've only been to one. I'm, I'm going to Vegas in March. I'm excited to, to go to the one in Vegas. Oh, that's um, the best one. That's what I hear. That's the, best so, one. the, uh, but yeah, so anyone that hasn't been to one needs to check it out. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, Okay, so where, where can everyone find you guys online? Why don't you, each of y'all you know, share, uh, obviously, the four are sports, but where individually people can find you guys online. 
Yes. So definitely yeah. follow us. It's at for her sports, so F O R E with an E um, for her sports. And then our website is just for her sports.com right now. It's just a landing page where, you know, getting emails for whenever we're ready to launch and we'll send out an email when we're ready to launch the online course. So I just had to plug that real quick. Um, but then you can find me <laughs> at Nikki B golf, uh, N I K K I. And then also my website and my blog is Nikki B golf.com. Um, if you want to listen to the play like a girl podcast, it's, uh, play like a girl on iTunes and yeah, that's it for me. Um, and for me, uh, if you, I mean, Nick basically said it all when it comes to, uh, for her sports, go to forhersports.com, um, hit the landing page, put in an email. If you want to be first to know it all, um, for me personally on Instagram, you can find me at Tisha Allen, it's T I S H A A L Y N. That's my main platform. I also have a Twitter, which is also Tisha all in. Um, I just post coursey random statuses on Twitter, but follow me on Instagram to really get to know me. And that's basically it. All right. So last thing here, and each of you guys, whoever wants to tackle this for kind of lasting impression, note, quote, advice, anything you want to share kind of as a lasting thought to the audience. I think uh, what Tish and I kind of mentioned earlier is just follow your passion and go for it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the name of the podcast, just get started. I love that. You just have to do it. Um, know that you don't have all the answers, but you have the resources in front of you. You have, you know, friends and family that can help you figure it out. You have Google that can help you figure things out. Um, so <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the one thing I've learned is the thing that scares you the most is probably the thing that you should be doing. So, yes. you know, I think Tish and I so are good. like super scared about launching this and, you know, is anyone going to buy it? Is anyone even going to be interested in this? Like, I'm not sure, but we're doing it anyway because we believe so strongly in it. And we, there have been people that told us that they want something like this. So, you know what, we're just going to do it and we will figure it out and we'll make it work. Yes, totally. And going off what Nick said and just, you know, finding your passion, making it, making it a reality, going for what you're scared for. Like literally you don't have to have it all. Nick and I, as much as we want to say, like we were badasses, we got this and stuff like that, but our heart is racing every decision we make. And we're constantly questioning each other. Is this what we want to do? And we say yes. And we're always scared, but it's a yes. And we just do it. And I think that's what truly makes someone braver. So adding on to that, I think also to really take away, especially to, women in general, women of all ages and, and, and young women too, um, it's really finding your tribe. Like I can't express that enough. Um, I mean, last year and this year, this year for 2018, now that it's coming to a close was, uh, and Nick knows this, it was a huge, huge, huge growing year for me. And where I was last year to where I am now, I am forever grateful for the people that were in my life. And it was because of the tribe I surrounded myself with. And it is so important to put people in your life that will literally bring you life and encourage you and be there for you through the thickest and the thin and, and just, you know, be a sounding board for you when you need them. And you reciprocate that as well. But I mean, finding the true people in your tribe, finding your significant or best friend or whatever it is, like you, you, you can't do things alone. Like I've found that out completely. Like you need other people, you need to collaborate, you need a soundboard. Um, and so have a, have a good, healthy tribe. Nikki, Tisha, this was an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm really, um, really excited that you guys were able to both join together as the first uh, duo guest, I guess you'd call it. I don't know if that's, <laughs> there's another term for it. Um, but thank you all so much for taking the time out, kind of sharing some cool stories, some interesting and uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe stories you didn't want to share. Um, but I appreciate you guys sharing that all with the audience. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, that was so much fun. Thank you. Hey everyone, one quick thing before you head off on your day. Um, if you don't mind, head over to iTunes, leave me a quick review, let me know how I'm doing. That feedback's really important for me to grow this podcast and get it out to more and more folks. Um, also, if you guys want to check me out online, brianandraco.com or at brianandraco on Instagram and Twitter. I look forward to engaging with you guys further. I hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.